Best in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Welcome once again to another edition, another Odyssey into Spouting Off. Oh my, there's so much to spout off about today. I've been talking all week about Tulsi Gabbard and her beautiful, lovely video. I didn't know she had a show, (laughs) but I'm going to just refer you to my website because I have a lot on there posting and another one that I'm getting prepared to post. Uh, You will have it over the weekend. Actually, it's up now. It's just going to be moved to another column. Nevertheless, Tulsi Gabbard uh, used her show, didn't know there was a Tulsi Gabbard show, to announce that she was leaving the Democrat Party. Now, that doesn't mean she's joining the Republican Party, and I don't care. I don't think it's important because a good percentage of the Republicans are enabling Democrats to do uh, the extra constitutional things, the the um, <laughs> the astonishing things we're watching them do today. Um, nevertheless, Tulsi Gabbard decided this past week to stand up. Now, it has already had uh, consequences and ramifications. And uh, forgive me, I don't have audio for this, but I'm going to encourage you to go to both my website at KarenCataline.com and watch that beautiful video by Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, in what, at one point, she extols the verse. She's very articulate, lovely, beautiful woman. And I'm allowed to say that whether I'm male or female. I think she's a beautiful woman. And uh, she is articulate and passionate and genuine about her love for this country, her love for the Constitution, and she understands the beauty of things like the freedom of speech, the freedom of the press. She also talks at great length about um, the way that the warmongering left, which we have not heard of that before, but it is indeed true, and their enablers in the Republican Party appear to be moving us towards closer to, I I can't believe I'm even saying this, let alone thinking it, but everybody is. And it's a combination of truth and fear-mongering, nuclear war. So Tulsi Gabbard could no longer abide. She's always been uh, anti-American war machine, and that has continued to be true because uh, many people on both sides and, and the aisle doesn't even matter anymore. Either you're for the rule of law, either you love this country and you believe in individual liberty and personal responsibility and the beauty of the document on which this country was founded, or you don't at this point. And she puts out it in great clarity, the fact that the current Democrat Party, which I would add is controlled by the radical left, doesn't believe in freedom of speech anymore. They don't believe in dissent, in civil discourse. No, it is their way or the highway. And you, ha- you know how you know that? Not only do they label you bigotedly 
persecute you if you dare to disagree. But they believe that if you disagree with them, you are evil. And they've even gone so far as to say you're a threat to democracy. Yes, we're a republic, but to to go after more than half the country and call them a threat to this country. Uh, yeah, I've spoken at length to what that means and how that bodes for the rest of us. That is how the persecution of groups started and the uh, tacit acceptance and normalizing of uh persecuting certain groups that dare to disagree simply because they disagree. And think about who it is who does disagree. And that leads me to the other video that I want to direct you to that is on my website right now. It is one that is astonishingly important. I know I've been using that word a lot. Uh, And this is one from Glenn Beck with a little bit of primer from yours truly. Uh, to let you know that this is important. Uh, The headline, and you can go to my website, karencataline.com, mission critical. What's your line in the sand? What is your line in the sand? It'll be on the very front page. And by the way, this show will also be on the front page as soon as I can get it up there. Um, And we invite you to share it as you wish. What I was going to say is that Tulsi Gabbard's uh, uh, momentous decision to leave the Democrat Party had immediate ramifications because, once again, on my Twitter page, if you scroll down a little bit, you will see, and you've probably seen it, an audio, I mean, a video and an audio of our fave Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, in which People at her very own local town hall meeting stood up and were livid at her for being a hypocrite, for pushing and funding and voting for this warmongering machine that is inching us closer to nuclear war. And again, you know, some of that information, by the way, is coming from the very left that has been lying to us about everything else. So while I'm not jumping up and down about nuclear war, and I grew up in the generation that was living in the shadow of fear of nuclear war, nuclear uh, holocaust and, and disintegration, frankly, I'm more concerned about human evil than I am that because uh, the people that we are dealing with are interested in the spoils of war. Uh, If they destroy the spoils of war, they'll have nothing with which to pillage (laughs) and own. And, um, And that's just my initial reaction, besides which they have been dishing out fear, trepidation, fear mongering. Uh, and paranoia for the last ever since the presidential potted plant uh, got inaugurated. They've been dishing out fear on a regular basis in order to destabilize and demoralize the country. Uh, And that is what um, I got two strains of thought going here. Uh, Bear with me. That is what this Glenn Beck video is all about. It tells you the why, the wherefores, and what we can do about it. Sometimes as talk show hosts, you know, I get tired of being negative, but it's hard. 
if you're an honest person, not to point to the negative when there's so much around us. The question is, what do we do about it? Not only is my sole guest, dear friend, uh, senior pastor Stephen Grant going to join us after the first break, and we're going to talk about that. What do we do about that individually um, and spiritually? That's the discussion that I've been really, really looking forward to having and having been having many off the air to explore this for myself personally and for those I love, and I hope you are doing the same. Uh, Glenn Beck talks about it at great length, and he believes. Uh, that there is a solution, and but the time is short. And I hate saying that because, like everyone, I love this country. Uh, the other train of thought that I didn't finish, <laughs> forgive me, too many things in my head at the same time, is that it already had ramifications, uh, um, Tulsi Gabbard, because the people that were so livid at her town meeting who were speaking out loudly and would not let her rest. Uh, they were holding her accountable, which we don't see much of, of the radical left. They get protected by the media. They get protected by their fellows in uh, Congress and in the halls of the deep state. And here were her own constituents. The kicker is that they mentioned Tulsi Gabbard a couple of times as having had the courage to stand up to leave the Democrat Party. Now, this matters, ladies and gentlemen. It matters a great, great deal uh, because, uh, as Glenn Beck says, what's your line in the sand? What is the line over which you are not willing to stand for this tyranny, for this force, for this bullying and intimidation, things that we have watched in places like the old Soviet Union, Venezuela, and a long list of historical atrocities done by communists, socialists, and totalitarianists, totalitarians, excuse me, who uh, always must employ the same kind of tactics in order to get what they want, which is totality of agreement, or we're going to punish you, maybe even kill you. What's your line in the sand? We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Pastor Stephen Grant. Don't go anyway. Where? (laughs) Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today... Withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to the Secret War, a Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Thanks, Pat. Call now. Toll free. 866-8832741. That's 866-8832741. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Call now, toll free, 866-8832741. That's 866-8832741. Are you tired of the same old snacks? 
Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. Your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. Your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go bag, water, canned food, flashlights, batteries, medical supplies, IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities. He's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question, and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline got her parents to name her Karen before she was born so she could grow up to be a punchline. Now here's more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Spouting Off. I have learned how to speak, at least for the moment. <laughs> it's always fun. Tripping over your tongue. That's because I think this show... I have looked forward to this show all week, and it has become increasingly the topic we're about to discuss more and more important to me as we watch what is going on in our country. Once again, just as a reminder, I look, uh, I refer you to Glenn Beck's uh, video, which is on my website, posted on my website, um, What's Your Line in the Sand? He calls it America's Alamo. Let's hope it isn't America's Alamo, but what can individuals do 
both practically and spiritually. Here to talk about this is one of my dearest friends. I am delighted to call him a personal friend. Got to know him uh, when I lived in Colorado. I'm a native of Colorado, but we've, as you know, moved out of Colorado. And this man is extra special. His name is Pastor Stephen Grant. He's a church planter, author, and I'll tell you what that is in a minute, musician and a businessman. He's been in the ministry for more than 40 years, and he's planted three churches. That means he started three churches. One of them is Destiny Christian Center in Greeley, Colorado, a thriving church for people of all types and backgrounds. Uh, he teaches on issues relating to the Bible, government, society, business, family, and individual life, and He's the author of four books or co-authored, America in the Bible, Israel, the Seventh Sign, Fixing Immigration, and Rules for Rebuilders. Pastor Stephen Grant joins us. I'm so glad to have you on the program today. Thank you, Karen. It's good to talk with you, and it's good to catch up. It is. And, and you know, we have similar discussions off the air as we're probably that we're about to have on the air. And we're pretty transparent in an open book. I, I build this as a an inter uh, inter uh, faith dialogue, which I think is more critical today than ever. And what I'd like to talk about and just give you a lot of open range the first way, and then we'll just uh, be off. And I'm happy to say you are my sole guest because these questions are so critical and important. And we've got a couple of segments in which to enjoy the discussion. This is an interfaith dialogue on the relevance of faith and the Bible to the dramatic challenges we're facing today and how it might guide and comfort us. Wow, that's a pretty big topic to tackle, but Pastor Stephen Grant, please take it away. Well, I see our nation uh, plummeting into the abyss of secularism, looking for answers, and in all reality, Judeo-Christianity is the only answer, I believe. Um, Judaism you know, has 6,000 years of anchor to Almighty God. Christianity has 2,000 years built upon that foundation and, and reaches back into Judaism to, uh, to tie an, uh, a strap onto that, that fundamental root. And with that, I believe that when everybody else is looking for a mental health counselor, the pastor is still standing by the door, or the rabbi is still standing and waiting, ready to serve with answers that built nations and established kingdoms through the years. Um, the, the left may not like that. The liberals may scream, uh, but it works. Well, not only does it work, but the thing that you're going to get an email later about a posting that I have um, just posted, a Glenn Beck video, uh, which I was referencing, and I'm going to continue to, about um, drawing the line in the sand about the kind of tyranny, the kind of um, uh, imposing global communism slash socialism on a country and the world, but especially a country that was built on the exact opposite, on individual accountability and liberty and uh, religious pluralism, et cetera, et cetera. 
And um, I, I'll cut to the chase and say that he poses, and I, and you and I have both said uh, quite openly that the reason communism and socialism always goes after people of faith first is because they are such a threat to such tyranny. They already have a line exactly. in the sand, right? So what I want to exactly. draw on, yes, and I'll let you comment on that. I also want to talk about personal strength and courage. That, you know, uh, not that everybody, it doesn't matter the differences, again, in theology, but if it is such a valuable thing to look to God, and and I maintain it's probably the only place we can at this point, uh, then how do we draw off? Uh, what can we draw strength and courage from individually? Because I see a lot of people who are just throwing up their hands. That's what the other side wants us to do. Throw up our hands and say, there's nothing I can do. I'm only one person. I don't know what to do, but how do we maintain strength and courage? So forgive me, I did two different things there, (laughs) Um, which I tend to do. Yes, you did. What do you want to start with first? Ah, You know what? Let's just, uh, it'll come out in the wash. Let's talk. Let's just dive right in. When somebody you know has what I call the curse of awareness. They know what's going on. They know how bad it is. Or as Peter Finch and Network said, we know it's bad. <laughs> we know it's bad. You know, and, and short of going to the window and saying, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. How do we <laughs> strengthen ourselves and connect to our respective faiths and, and religious differences are beautiful, are, kind, are wonderful. We don't care. How do we connect to that faith and the faith we have in common in order to garner strength for the tough times coming up? Because you know what? As you have said to me on many occasions, it's going to get worse. It is. And, and that is both a blessing and a curse. And, and because it's going to get worse, we as uh, Christians and Jews need to reconnect and reattach to the God of the Bible and the, the, the God of the, the Tanakh, I'm telling you. We, um, we mm. have some examples of this through time, though, and we are not the only generation to go through troubled times. So we have a wealth to draw from. There's an interesting passage in the scroll of the prophet Daniel, chapter 7 and verse 25 in, um, in the English Bible. And it says this, uh, speaking of the Spirit at the very end of the age, it says, and he will speak great words against the Most High and will wear out the saints of the Most High. And uh, this, is the, wow. this is the intended purpose of the globalist spirit around us. Number one, to speak great words against the Most High. So you can be a successful secularist, but you must not adhere to Almighty God. You must not adhere to Creator God, Yahweh. And so with that, they speak great words against this. They're, they're, trying intent, they're trying to destroy it. And then it says, and they wear out the saints. And so the first thing I believe that we need to do as Jews and Christians is recognize this attack and stop taking it personally. Um, wow. This is not a personal That's hard to attack. Do. It, it it's is. not a personal it, it, attack. It, it's you mean a global jo- attack? Okay. Well, yeah. 
Yeah. It's hard to, to do that <laughs> so, when you remember uh, Joe Biden's speech of September 1st, uh, which yes. basically said, we're the threat <laughs> to our own country. Yes. Right? And, and so my response, my response is a quote from Jesus to uh, the governmental leadership of his day when he said, you are of your father, the devil. And I just uh, transfer that over to Joe Biden and pass on. Um, I believe that, see, we need to become just as strong as as they are. Uh, one of the things that God said to, I believe it was the prophet Ezekiel, is he says, I have made your forehead hard against their foreheads. And I have made your words strong against their words. Um, we need to cultivate that. But instead, one of the sad things I see, Karen, and I'm sure you see it as well, is I see people of faith just trying to dig a hole somewhere and hide, uh, looking for an easier fight. Uh-huh. Boy. And instead of that, <laughs> what we need to do is we need to stand up and take this on. Because if we keep on retreating, if we win a victory and we're 80 yards back, we've lost that 80 yards to the left. I want it all. And I want our God to be vindicated and I want the people of valor to be on our side and not on theirs. Beautifully put and perfect timing. You just have a feel for uh, uh, talk radio because we're about to take a break. I don't hear that music, but it's coming up. We're going to tackle the second segment with wonderful pastor of Destiny Christian Center, Stephen Grant. Stay with us. You're listening to Spouting Off on the KRN Radio Network. I'm Karen Cataline. I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best Forever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hi, it's Karen Cataline. It's been almost a decade since I wrote Fat Lash Food Police in the Fear of Thin. It's about my early experiences in child beauty pageants and being put on extreme diets. Remember when that was shocking? Sadly, that seems like child's play compared to what we are watching today when politicians and woke corporations are actually advocating for the sexualization of children. Everyone's children. We're watching a frontal attack on childhood innocence. This is one story, my story. Fat Lash illustrates and explains why good boundaries are essential for kids to grow up healthy. They need their parents to set them, not the government. Get Fat Lash today. It's available in paperback or ebook at Amazon 
or at my website, KarenCataline.com. Wouldn't it be great if life came with remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind, like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Or that time you forgot to roll up your windows in the car wash. Fantastic. Yeah, a remote control would have come in handy then. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Life doesn't come with a remote control. So you're on your own with the wasps. You have the power to take control of pre-diabetes. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Put a frog in a pot of boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in a pot of cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As a metaphor for us and all that we go through as veterans, it's a story that rings true. We learn to endure the heat in silence. We apply what we learn to life, the bills, the job, the family, things we're expected to handle with ease. When life heats up around us, we just try to stay afloat. We let the water boil. Reaching out isn't easy, but you've never been interested in easy. You join because you are not afraid of hard work. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait until the water boils. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline puts the Judeo in Judeo-Christian. Now back to Spouting Off. Welcome back, everyone. Well, that's perfect. Karen puts the Judeo in Judeo-Christian. Today, we have Judeo and we have the Christian. And we stand together for religious pluralism, independent thought and freedom. Oh, all those things that made America great. Here, helping us discuss that is nobody better. Stephen Grant, pastor of Destiny Christian Center in Greeley, Colorado. He's an author, a speaker, and author of four great books, including Rules for Rebuilders, which is an answer to Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. Thanks for staying with us, Steve Grant. Love talking to you on or off the air. It's wonderful to be together again. Yeah, it is. Uh, The miracle of technology. We can be together even if we're not living in the same town. So Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, so we are talking about things both individually and maybe communally that can help us keep strong and give us courage when our country appears to be under attack and uh, governments are imposing upon us things that I don't think we voted for. Like economic collapse, <laughs> you know. Go ahead. I don't believe we did, um, and so that is one of the key elements. I believe that is very important to us. Is this: we don't choose the fight. Yeah, um, we've got to respond to the fight that the enemy chooses. 
And any time that we concede or capitulate, we lose. Uh, we've seen this when prayer was taken from schools. We've seen this in moral failures. Uh, this week, this week, I have a, a list right now of 15 books that are in our local school library that if I were to check them out and take some of them home, I would be charged with having pornography and, and, uh, and child porn in my hands. But because they're in our local school library, it's fine because it's teaching the children. Um, we have conceded those those fights, and we have conceded those areas of life, and we're going to have to fight to regain them and take them back again. And uh, so we will have a fight. The enemy chose the fight. And the question is now, are we willing to get into the fight, or will we enslave our future generations because we chose to do nothing? Point uh, uh, on that very question, Pastor. Mr. Pastor, I like calling you, <laughs> is, is a cultural <laughs> thing. We're finding a level of passivity and a level of, you know, if I just keep my head down and I'll say anything and I'll do anything, maybe they'll pass over me. That's a Jewish joke. Um, (laughs) And I don't think that'll happen. They're not going to pass over any of us. And we found that when we gave in with the COVID hysteria, we only got more tyranny, more and more and more. Uh, uh, the pushbacks have worked to slow things down a bit, but there are some cultural differences, I think, between Christians and Jews and how they fight. And maybe I'm unfair in saying, (laughs) and I'd like to, to have you speak to this. Sometimes it seems like Christians are a little too nice. Can you speak to that a little bit? I I can, I can. (laughs) Okay, good. There are many Christians... Um, there are many Christians, I believe, that forget that the Old Testament applies to them. Um, and, and consequently, they also forget that Jewish culture applies very much to them. Um, and uh, some of them, and I, I'm just going to be a little, uh, a little blunt with many Christians. Some Please. Christians think that God was mad throughout the entire Old Testament. When he got to the New Testament, he popped Prozac and started liking people. And uh, because, you know, the New Testament says God is love, and God is love, but that's not all he is. Um, And they have have, um, embraced this mushy love of a Christ dying on the cross and loving everybody, forgetting that that their theology also states that he's coming on a white horse, going to kill people with the sword, and uh, he's going to be angry with them for not doing what he told them on earth. And so there is this very skewed, intentional um, misinformation that is sown in Christian theological circles, many times through the Bible colleges and seminaries, that has limp-wristed, weak-kneed people coming out uh, to teach the uninformed masses. And we have got to regain a clear picture of uh, the Old Testament, the Hebrew Old Testament, as well as the New Testament, in order to have accurate theology again. Yeah, and you know what? Just, uh, just not not quite playing one-upsmanship, but you know, uh, uh, equal opportunity criticism. <laughs> I think, yeah. even though it's a mistake for any Jew to speak for all Jews, because you know, two Jews, three opinions. Uh, I will say this, that as a Jewish conservative, I have waxed, I have lamented 
about a good many Jewish liberals who distrust conservatism because there's so many Christians in it. And um, we're at a time in which those labels are sorely, sorely inadequate to explain the kind of radical thing that we're watching here. Uh, I mentioned Tulsi Gabbard earlier in the program that she is no longer, she stood up and said, I'm not a Democrat anymore because I can't abide by all these things. And she, she laid them out beautifully. It really is those who want to be held accountable as individuals and to be accountable to something higher than ourselves, namely God, and those that want to be God in their universe and ours. So I, I lament to Jews who, you know, which side do you want to be on? Do you want to be on the side of people who hold themselves accountable and fall short of that, but who want to be accountable for their behavior and their actions, or those that want to be God in other people's universes? And that transcends the old uh, dictum between Christians and Jews. It is extremely important. We're all canaries in this coal mine now, and I think it is critically important for Jews and Christians to stand together to accept our theological differences, set them aside, to stand up for the country. Your thoughts? Well, and and within and, and within Judaism and within Christianity, I believe that we can also go to our own. Uh, we've got to remember that in Christianity and in Judaism, the ones that were right were always in the minority. Uh, mm-hmm. The visionaries and those who saw ahead are always outnumbered and are in the minority until it's almost too late. Yeah. So we must encourage ourselves when we have been given that, that as you say, the curse of vision, because of the fact that uh, nobody's going to do it for us and nobody's going to encourage us. We're going to have to place our trust in Almighty God. We're going to have to seek Him daily. We're going to have to encourage ourselves in God, be a part of his word, and then take it in and go forward for the next battle on a regular basis. Now, with that said, I believe that Tulsi is a beautiful illustration of what can happen. Tulsi has been having honest conversations with people that she did not necessarily agree with for a few years now. I know of some of them. Mm-hmm. And because of that, and because of the provocative nature of those, uh, she was willing to ask dangerous questions that challenged her paradigm. If people are willing to have their paradigm challenged, so Jews, uh, liberal Jews are talking to conservative Jews and honestly willing to listen and exchange ideas. If liberal and, and uh, constitutional Christians are willing to exchange those ideas and actually listen, then uh, there's an opportunity there. We know that you cannot enlighten the unconscious, but I still believe that there are many in the Valley of Decision, as it says in Joel chapter 3, that can be reached. Gosh, you know, there's a reason you're a pastor, (laughs) Steve, because you're (laughs) doggone eloquent is what you are. (laughs) We have about a minute before the next break, so uh, tell everybody how they can find you, because we'll do it again at the end, hopefully, but where they can find you, read your books, and especially they can participate in your uh, church services online, can't they? Yes, they can. I have a blog site that I'm retooling now. It's called stephenpgrant.com. Um, mm-hmm. But the church is located at God's Destiny America, 
And uh, we are not currently on YouTube. We've been thrown off of YouTube right now. So Congratulations. We're that and getting that rebuilt as well. Well, that means that you have arrived. You've been censored by <laughs> the the tyrants, you know, that it is astonishing, yes, isn't it? Uh, you know, you have to wear that as a badge of courage. Say it one more time, and then we'll be right back. God, God's destiny, America. Yeah, and not only is he eloquent and smart, but he has one of the most velvet voices there is. I mean, beautiful voice, singing and otherwise. Pastor Stephen Grant will stay with us for the final segment of, I think, I hope, a very important discussion. And I hope that you'll write me at Karen at KarenCataline.com. Let me know what you think of the discussion and, um, and participate as well. Start that discussion with your friends, with your family. Karen Cataline, you're listening to Spouting Off. We'll be right back. I was asking God through prayer, seeking a good news source. I believe he showed me the epic times. I delivered the mail and came across an issue. The front page intrigued me and I subscribed. Now I cut out articles and give them to friends and family. I leave old issues at the library and around my community. We read it to our kids and love the positive messages in each article. So why do I think everyone should read the epic times? Because they're bringing back traditional values to this great country. Share healthcare? How can I help? help? I missed the deadline. Um, what deadline? The healthcare deadline. I'm locked out. We don't have any deadlines at Share Healthcare. You can enroll with us at any time. Oh, but can I afford it? Share Healthcare programs start at one forty nine a month. Less than five dollars a day. Can I keep my doctor? Absolutely. Pick your own doctor and hospital. Amazing. How do I join? Just visit sharehealthcare.com. Sharehealthcare.com. Sometimes you need a woman's opinion, especially if you're trying to do the impossible, which is to understand women. I'm not really comfortable talking about certain things with women I know or even with family members. I used to wish there was a smart woman who didn't know me, but who would care enough to give me good advice. Now there is. Ask Aunt Emma is for men only, but it's not therapy or phone dating. It's just wise advice. Is completely anonymous because you call and pay through liveadvice.com. So I decided to give it a try. I was amazed at Aunt Emma's insights. She gave me a lot to think about so I could decide what to do next. And maybe she can help you too. Find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or register at liveadvice.com and you can speak to her practically right away. Again, you can find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or you can register at liveadvice.com. Get the female perspective. Just ask Aunt Emma. Ask Aunt Emma is for men only. Must be 18 or older. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night, and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate 
world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Sign up for Karen's newsletter and read her columns at KarenCataline.com. Now back to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so delighted uh, that uh, we are talking today with my friend and uh, wise man, Pastor Stephen Grant uh, from Destiny Christian Church in Greeley, Colorado. Get his books, America in the Bible, Rules for Rebuilders, and Fixing Immigration. There's one more. Um, You'll have to. Oh, America in the Bible, Israel, the seventh sign. There you go. Thank you, Stephen Grant, for staying with us on this extended edition of Spouting Off. Thank you, Karen. Um, So I want to use this last segment to speak to people who have wanted to come closer to God and and that the crisis times that we're living in, I mean, there are people that don't sleep at night, many of them, because they're watching what's happening in our country, watching what's happening in our world, uh, things being turned upside down. I call it every day as Purim, you know, black is white, left is right, up is down. Uh, <laughs> people who People who've been lecturing us about racism and bigotry and intolerance are actually, in fact, showing racism, bigotry, and intolerance, et cetera, et cetera. So these times have led people to search out God, To and, and I'm one of them, and I don't mind telling you that I'm studying more. I am uh, spending much more of my time. Never thought I'd be doing a religious program. I'm wholly unqualified to do a religious program, but I am studying like most people I know and respect and seeking out these questions. So I figured with that long introduction that I could share one one of several things that are that are giving me courage passages in uh Torah which just are worthy of meditation. They're so important and so strong. Uh and for me and I know Christians find this one valuable as well. And then we're going to just maybe change off a little bit. I don't know if I have a ton of them, but things that we can share that give us strength uh from the Torah or the Old or New Testament and uh because we're going to need it. 
You're the one who's always said to me, even though I grouse every time you say it, it's going to get worse. Now, that doesn't mean we can't retard it. We can't stop it. We can't, we can't turn it around. We can, but we're going to need this courage and strength. And by the way, as you pointed out, we didn't ask for this fight. We just want to be left alone to, you know, walk humbly with our God and raise our families, put food on the table. But we keep being assaulted. Everything we know and hold dear is being assaulted every day by a group of people we didn't ask for. We didn't. We didn't vote for it, like I said. So let me move right along. Joshua 1, verse 9, one of my all-time favorites. I was driven to tears when I read it the first time. I'm going to read it, and and then I leave it to you to, to give an example of something that has given you courage or your flock courage. Joshua 1, 9, did I not command you, be strong and have courage? Do not fear and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. (sighs) How beautiful is that? That's beautiful. Oh, or as I would say, oi (laughs) vey. I'm sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, yes. That was an anchor scripture to me when my father died, and I have clung to that for the last uh, 18 months. Yeah. It's a powerful one. So important. One of okay, the your turn. We need to realize. Uh, one of the things we need to realize is the fact that the Judeo-Christian God, Creator God, Almighty God Himself, is the kindest of all of the global gods. Uh, the others were always um, offering sacrifice, human sacrifice, for fear they would uh, anger their God, and so they'd throw um, innocent young virgins into a sea node somewhere, or sacrifice them on the arms of Molech as infants uh, in order to appease the wrath of this God that constantly hated them. Um, Our God is different. And so one of the passages that I love for people that say, man, Steve, is there any way? It's found in Hosea 14. Um, And again, this is Torah. Mm -hmm. But it says, O Israel, return to the Lord your God, for you have fallen by your iniquity. In other words, you fell. You you did this to yourself, but if you'll return, I'll accept you. He says, take words with you and turn to the Lord and say unto him, take away our iniquity and receive us graciously. We will render the praise of our lips. If we will cry out to God, he is very close to us. He has not moved and he has not changed his mind about us. He cares about us deeply. So that one for the seeker and for the wanderer I believe is a very powerful statement. Now, one of the personal ones for me is found in Isaiah chapter 43. And it says this in Isaiah 43, verse 1, Fear thou not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. And when you pass through the water, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, neither shall flames kindle upon you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. That that passage really speaks to me, Karen, because if we are his, then we can approach everything we face with courage. Pastor, I just want to say in this last minute or two, one of the reasons Jews have been hesitant, sheepish about joining with Christians on issues this big, and there have been great 
great Jewish thinkers who have done exactly that, joined with Jews, Dennis Brager with Christians, and many others who know who they are as Jews, is because they didn't want to be proselytized to. What we're doing here today is not proselytizing in any way, but simply two minds sharing and and uh, brainstorming, I guess you could say, you're a pastor, I'm a citizen, whatever, but you're a citizen too, about the things that we can <laughs> find to give us strength. Um, and wherever our strength comes from, uh, wherever we find it, when it is good and we strive to do good, it's important. Um, I just want to say, I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with persuasion, people trying to persuade one another of their faith, but nobody here is putting a gun to anybody's head. We believe in liberty and differences of opinion and religious pluralism. And I I must say that for my Jewish listeners, because they're so um, um, uh, cautious about interacting with Christian theology. And I, I just wanted to Put that out there. We have only, gosh, about a minute. I'm going to give you the last word, and uh, and uh, and then we'll wrap it up. And you remain one of my my dearest friends. I'm so glad to know you. I believe that it is time for Christians and Jews to stand together. We share a bond that no other religious base shares. Um, Judaism and Christianity. Sorry, was about 15 at the very seconds. Early Sorry. days. Uh huh. And it's time for us to reclaim America. Okay. Pastor Stephen Grant, learn more from him. He is extra special. He's a patriot and a pastor. Thank you for joining us. Please write me, call me, and above all, it's so important to spout off. Please start speaking up with pride and with courage. See you next week. <laughs>